0: Welcome back in. I am Farzin Vasugian, and this is Farzcast coming back to you guys. Hope you guys all had a great and happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoyed all the food. Hope you guys enjoyed seeing uh, friends and family members, whether it was in person or if you did it over Zoom, FaceTime, whatever it may be. Hope you guys had a great holiday week, uh, or weekend. I, I don't know, do you call it a week or a weekend? I, I guess it's a long weekend, uh, especially if you're off work a couple days. By the way, if you were not off work and you were still working, props to you guys. I've been in that situation as well, uh, having worked in, uh, media before. So not the most, uh, enjoyable thing working on the day of the holidays, especially when you're not, uh, when you're still making the same amount, uh, on a holiday. But nonetheless, hey, can't ever complain, uh, especially when you're making money in some way, uh, especially in a year like this where it's been a really tough year. Uh, I will say, I mean, you know, I, I've had a lot to be thankful for. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was definitely nice, just you know, being with the family, and it's been a, it's been a crazy year for all of us, um, definitely for my family. Uh, when uh, my mom was rushed to the hospital earlier this year. Uh, Certainly a scary moment, uh, and, you know, just to be, uh, here all together still, uh, after a crazy few months with her health scare, uh, it's always nice just to be, uh, just to be together, so, that was definitely good, uh, and hopefully you guys, uh, were able to have a great Thanksgiving and able to spend it with your family, again, whether it was virtually or in person, uh, it's crazy times, so, uh, hopefully people have been able to just relax a little bit lately, cause, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's just crazy, man. We're in December, by the way, speaking of crazy. I mean, people weren't sure if this year is going by fast, if it's going by slow because of the pandemic. And how that basically has made us feel like, you know, the start of this pandemic felt like forever ago. People aren't really sure uh, how uh, whether or not this year went by fast or not. It's been a crazy year nonetheless, but we are almost at the end of it. And there's a lot of talk about the vaccine, uh, or many different vaccines coming out. Uh, look, man, I, I don't know what you got Well, I think I do know. Uh, we're all ready for normalcy. We're all ready to go out to bars, restaurants. If movie theaters are still going to even be a thing, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hopefully. Uh, movie theaters are cool, but I, I think I could... Uh, I could appreciate a home viewing experience and paying maybe a little bit more extra uh, for a movie rather than going out to movie theaters. Uh, look, so many different uh, industries are going to be uh, facing a, a lot of uh, different. I mean, it's just going to be different. I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it. Uh, some industries are probably going to change uh, when normalcy returns. Um, there are probably a lot of people who might still be very cautious when they go out and about. When I mean, you're sitting next to someone at a sporting event, or an airplane, a train, a restaurant, whatever. Uh, people will still want to go out and do their things, and a lot of them are probably going to be extra cautious from here or not. But, hopefully, uh, with all the news, all the talk about uh, the vaccine coming out, and hopefully it'll restore normalcy very soon. Uh, speaking of... Not normal. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I got a really great podcast. Uh, as you can see with the runtime, it is going to be a more more of a lengthy podcast than the uh, ones in the past that we've done. Jared McMullen is coming on the podcast. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, and we'll go into this when he comes on, but Jared hosted a prank call show called Friday Night Cranks. Uh, He hosted this from 2007, I think all the way through 2014, 15, 16. I apologize. I don't remember exactly when he stopped, but he did that for a very long time. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, he had a pretty good thing going with uh, his YouTube channel. And it was something unique at the time. Nobody else was doing this kind of thing, and it caught a lot of attention. Uh, he was one of the uh, first YouTubers out there, uh, one of the first uh, individual content creators on YouTube, and to see him, what he did, and see how successful it got was pretty cool, and I've gotten to know Jared a little bit over the years, uh, really nice guy, so he's going to be joining me in just a couple of minutes to talk to us about what he's been up to lately, and... We'll talk about some of the uh, biggest moments on Friday Night Cranks. Also some funny fan stories that maybe uh, you have never heard of. And I don't know if he's even shared some of these before. So uh, we'll talk to Jared about all of that uh, here on Farscast. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, we're, we're going to have so many things to talk about. I don't know if we'll have even have time for all of that. So we'll see if we'll be able to touch on all of those. Uh, topics, uh, if not, I mean, we'll definitely keep in touch and, and bring Jared back some other time, but I'll tell you what, man, if you don't know who Jared is, if you've never checked out his work before on social media or on YouTube, uh, take a moment, just go to youtube.com slash Friday night cranks. Trust me. Uh, if you need a good laugh, there are hundreds of hours of good laughs. I, I don't know. Hundreds of, hours. yeah, I would say hundreds of hours actually um there are a lot of uh a lot of videos there that'll make you laugh i'll just leave it at that so check that out uh jared McMullen. he also did the late night web show for a little bit uh and, and we touch on that a little bit not in great detail maybe we can touch on that another time uh because we had him on for too long and we were already going over on time with him but uh super nice guy very excited to have him on so he will be joining us in just a moment right here on farce Welcome back into to FarzCast. Uh, I am very excited for this guest. Uh, if you guys know him, you know him. If you don't know him, you're going to know him in uh, just a moment. You're definitely going to want to check out his past content. Uh, he's done a lot of crazy things on the internet. Uh, and we're going to talk about that and everything else in between. Joining me right now, Jared McMullins, uh, ho- host, former host of Friday Night Cranks and... Uh, is it accurate to say former host of Late Night Web Show? Yes, Words. okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. We'll, we'll say that, but Jared McMullen here with me on Forest Cats. What's going on, man?
1: Not much, I uh never thought of it that way, so I'm glad, uh, <laughs> glad, glad you brought it up. Uh.
0: uh, I want to get into Friday Night Cranks in a, in a moment because yes. I mean, that was just insane. You did that for Ever basically. Yeah. Um, but have you have you been? Have, how's uh how's the insanity of 2020 treating you?
1: It's been relatively fine, I guess. I mean I, I live in Myrtle Beach and they're not uh I don't know, people are just silly here. Um but <laughs> I don't know. We've just been kind of hanging out at the house, uh just really going to the stores like yeah. maybe every, every week, every other week. Uh I order most of my stuff from Amazon anyway. So uh, not much has changed on that end. Uh, we just can't go anywhere. I've been hanging out, finding some random hobbies to keep me busy, I guess, just like everybody else. And I mean, other than that, I've been good, um, working on something cool, which hopefully I think everybody will like, but that's kind of too early to even talk about. But uh, my wife has had to listen to me uh, explain <laughs> like 30 different ideas her over the past like two days.
0: So so what are you up to nowadays? I know you stopped doing Friday Night Cranks about, what, yes. four or five years ago. Oh, I know Jesus. late night web shows, yeah. uh, you're no longer doing that. What are you up to? Because we haven't heard a whole lot from you in, in terms of like the, you know, public sphere, yeah. all these YouTube videos. So, that you do.
1: Yeah. So I guess just for some context in case people um, have no idea what they're listening to. So I did Friday Night Cranks from 2007 to 2016 um, pretty much every week. Uh, only missing stuff for like deaths in the family, (laughs) but even that was like um, very minimal. Um, Think prom, I missed one. Um, But I think over the course of the the long run, we only missed maybe like 10, 15 shows over, um, like an eight, nine year period, which is a little nuts. So right after Friday Night Cranks, I went into Late Night Web Show, which was very fun, but uh, very stressful. So from, I would say the, Last end of 2019 to all of this year, I just haven't been doing anything like live stream creative. I've just been kind of taking a step back and just trying to figure out what is going to be fun. So it's been a very long, frustrating process, just like trying to figure out something fun to do because I love uh comedy and entertaining people and uh, doing live streams and stuff like that. But the, up until very recently, there really hasn't been anything that's been getting me like excited to do. So. Uh, I've just been taking a lot of time away from the internet and it's been pretty good.
0: <laughs> you wrote a book as well, Prankaholic.
1: I did. I have it somewhere. It's on the floor. But... Yeah,
0: I have it somewhere next yeah. to me also. It's 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 too much less. But oh, there it is. Yeah, show it up there, Prankaholic. Very, very nice. Uh, which which kind of goes in depth with, you know, the uh, whole backstory with what you did with Friday Night Cranks. Uh, I guess we might as well just get into it. I mean, you kind of talked about it. So Friday Night Cranks was... It was a prank call show,
1: which yeah.
0: was, you, you think about that and you're like, what? Um, and But it wasn't like, you know, you you call someone to say, hey, is your fridge running? I mean, you guys had some pretty creative ideas. And then as your audience expanded, you opened up the whole opportunity for fans to send in ideas. So if they wanted to call a friend or yeah, someone who bullied them in school, whatever they wanted to do, you sent them in um, and you did that. I mean, and. and I don't know how many how many subscribers did you finish with? Uh, uh,
1: we we finished around like on YouTube like maybe three hundred and thirty three hundred and forty thousand subscribers. See, um,
0: I was gonna say that doesn't sound like. I mean, that's a lot. Don't get me wrong, but like mm-hmm. right now, today's a, day and age with YouTube, I guess that's not really. Considered oh yeah, that's a lot. like that's nothing. <laughs> but but I, back then when you started, man, and I remember you would share stories. I think uh, I remember you mentioned once in high school when you were part of uh, FBLA uh, for your class, uh, you said that you were at some (laughs) conference and I guess you got recognized there as like a YouTube celebrity?
1: Yeah, that was like the first time. And it was weird because um, it was because uh, we had a few videos go viral at once, but two that were getting very popular popular was like a ghost hunter prank call and one that was done the same night live, which was like... It was like, a we called a law firm or something. And the joke was like, I needed help in the game of Grand Theft Auto or something. And those were both done on the the same night. And I had like a Linkin Park hat on and a Motley Crue shirt on in those videos. So they were getting like a bunch of views. And then right around that time at the FBLA concert or conference, I wasn't paying attention. And I had the Motley Crue shirt on and the Linkin Park hat on. So people were like, oh, I know you from somewhere. And that was weird because these were people I was um from long island and we were in albany so pretty far away so these were just people that i have never been around before that were like oh what's up uh where's joe where's Kristen? can you like call them so i can say hi and i was like okay sure so i'm like on an escalator just calling them and i'm like hey we ran into this girl and then Kristen was like yeah well i was actually at like uh joe's like band performance and one of the girls there recognized me and wants to talk to you i'm like this is weird um so that was kind of like one of the first times that people outside of the show um and and outside of our school kind of recognized us which was weird um and then i guess a lot of people because we had a a few more videos go viral one is the prank call gone wrong and then the walmart on lockdown a lot of people have seen the videos but didn't necessarily subscribe because back then especially with the early days of youtube like videos would just kind of blow up and uh you really wouldn't gain any subscribers from it so there were a lot of people that have seen our stuff or have shared our stuff uh but just never really realized that it was an actual show a lot of people thought they were just kind of one-off prank calls which i oh, guess yeah. made sense because none of the calls that went viral were actually done on our little set they were just done like from a computer chair or just on a day when like the set collapsed <laughs> It was just um which very very funny but i guess that added to the the prank vibe i guess
0: You know, what's so interesting is, um, and you mentioned, you know, some of the uh, videos that went viral, YouTube today is a lot different than it was before. Whereas like, if you go, if you went to youtube.com, I mean, what is it right now? 2020, let's say 10 years ago, if you just typed in youtube.com, it would still feature videos that, you know, maybe you're not subscribed to, but because there were a lot of people viewing it already or had a lot of comments, they would just place it on the front page of their website and you were on there a few times. Yeah, um,
1: with some it, it, ballsy calls, <laughs> yeah, very,
0: very ballsy, which we'll get into because I do want to pick your brain on some of those. But yes, it's so crazy how much YouTube has changed. Because, uh, I, I know you weren't considered like a YouTube, like a big YouTube celebrity, but back then when you started this whole thing, it was what like just a dozen people like Shay Carl and
1: right, Dave uh, yeah.
0: Days <laughs> and, and Philip DeFranco, and now you've got idiots like uh. <laughs> Jake Paul and Logan Paul.
1: Yeah, we actually got, um, it was me, my buddy Eric and um, a few other people all got like gifts from YouTube one year. I think it was maybe like 2008 or 2009 as like a thank you for being like one of the top 100 creators on YouTube. And like we all knew of each other. And now like there's thousands of creators, which is awesome, but it was just weird. Like at a time, it was just such a small, weird community like we went to the first VidCon and there was like only creators there and now it's like a massive event with like tens of thousands of people um, but the first one we went to was like in just a random little conference hall.
0: <laughs> well it's insane because I, I I was actually doing research on this because I, I knew we discussed this topic but <laughs> I was looking through YouTube, uh, YouTube's Wikipedia and it would show like you know who got the first one million subscribers and it would also show like Who took the lead for most subscribers? And it was like, you know, Philip DeFranco one day, uh, Kev Jumbo one day, and (laughs) you know, Ryan Higa had it for five hundred days, and then you know, Kev Mm Jumbo took over. I mean, it's just insane. Now it's I don't know who the number one subscriber. I've I've heard PewDiePie. I have no idea who or yeah, I think he's
1: I think he's like the most number one like independent creator. There's a okay like a maybe like a foreign company that makes like music videos and they're like the biggest channel but he's like the biggest creator yeah like in terms independent, of like independent. Creator. Yeah. yeah um but yeah it's very it's funny that you brought up like the front page of youtube and stuff because maybe the last year or maybe two years ago youtube emailed me and they were like hey we're gonna have to like demonetize your entire channel because we're not cool with like any of this so my <laughs> email to them was like but One, you featured it on the homepage and two, you've been monetizing it for a decade. So like you've made money, I've made money. So why are we stopping it now when I one have stopped uploading and two when like the calls aren't even that bad. Um, But it was during one of like the adpocalypse things where they were just demonetizing a bunch of people. So I was demonetized for like two or three weeks and then uh, everything just started popping back up again. So I guess they got over it, but I'll still get once in a while, an email from YouTube, like, hey, you got a copyright strike on this video because of the hold music. I'm like, how are these people fighting? Like, it's a random call. (laughs) It's like lazy town music when we, like, pretended to use 20 times time as the hold music. Like, what, like, are people just going through all these old videos or are these robots, like- It just
0: takes one person, like a Karen, to report and be like, hey, YouTube, get this guy.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, so I guess it's good. People are still watching, which is cool. I think we still maybe pull in like 200 to 300,000 views a month, which is pretty funny considering we haven't uploaded in like forever. Um, So people are still watching and there's still an audience there, which is cool. And it's cool to see people commenting like, whoa, just found out about this channel. Uh, Can't wait to see what you guys do next. (laughs) That sucks. Um, But it's, there's, so many videos on there so it's it's fine
0: (laughs) you know you mentioned your fan base you had a pretty crazy fan base like I mean you so basically the premise of the show you would what's that
1: (laughs) I said dedicated
0: oh yeah very dedicated for sure I was one of them (laughs) um you had you basically would do your shows live on Friday nights and then you know you'd go for two hours whatever was the best call you guys would upload to YouTube the next day um, but then it's a you know, sometimes you would just do a live stream in the middle of the week just to talk to your followers there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would still get a bunch of people come out just to listen to you talk. Um, I remember even, uh, a- again, you know, we, as we're talking about how, you know, the internet has aged in the last 10, 15 years, Twitter trending topics were very different. And you yes. guys on multiple occasions were the number one trending topic worldwide. I remember just... Yeah. Just the name Friday Night Cranks FNC on Ellen, I remember. Yeah. I mean, you had a pretty passionate fan base.
1: Yeah, because back then, um, with Twitter, it was just whatever people were tweeting about the most would go trending on Twitter. And then we had like, I think it was a website, Tiny Chat, or something, where you could have a little chat room set up, but you had to use Twitter. So there were a bunch of people watching that made Twitter accounts specifically for. Twitter and I still see them like Twitter will recommend them to me like FNC Austin and it says like Australian FNC fan (laughs) and like he hasn't tweeted in like five years Um, and so all those people would be chatting using the Friday Night Cranks hashtag and then uh, prank calls would happen so then you would have thousands of people all tweeting like within minutes like all different things so we started to kind of work that to our advantage and like go viral on twitter and just get uh trending topics just kind of lock down and just kind of make them whatever we want to the point where we had three at one point we had uh hashtag fire Night Cranks one week then that same week we had rest in peace george and then rest in peace george two uh which are three that. very odd trending topics to have and it wasn't just some of them are in america but that night it was like the whole world and it was just funny seeing some of the tweets from people like, what the hell's a rest in peace, George, <laughs> Like who died. Somebody actually did run an article that there was a rumor that like George Lopez died um, <laughs> because that's what Twitter was asking. And I thought that was funny. He didn't die, thankfully, but it was just like, it was just very funny. Just You're just creating fake news life. at this moment. Without, Pretty I mean, much, you yeah. weren't
0: even <laughs> intentionally trying and it just happened. Um you know it, it is I wanted to ask you because I remember you mentioned uh I think you went to like a restaurant once I, I don't know if you were by yourself or with friends or whoever but you, you the server asked you know hey uh you know are you familiar with YouTube because she recognized you or something mm-hmm. did you did, did you get recognized or do you still get recognized when you're out and about
1: It hasn't happened lately uh maybe either because of the beard hmm? oh it actually did happen like a week ago oh it did <laughs> my, yeah my wife teresa's in here she's like what it did happen recently um okay. but um we i was facetiming with our friend she just graduated from college and she was having like a little like college little mini quarantine party at her house and there was a girl there that just like heard my voice and she's like is that the guy from friday night cranks and she's like yeah <laughs> and i was just like whoa um but So it hasn't happened as much, but for a while, I would say maybe from like 2010 to 2015, it was like a few times a month and it was very odd. Um, And it was always awkward because people were never really sure, especially if I was by myself. Um, So if I was by myself, people would be like, oh, you sound familiar or just like look at me and be like, say something like, hi, I I don't know. And they'd be like, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, oh, well, so either they would ask if I know what YouTube is or I would ask, do you watch YouTube? Because I make some videos and that they would either be that connection or they would just not be able to place it and I would just kind of leave it because I was always worrying, like, did I prank call this person? Is this person going to, like, flip out and punch me? Uh, do they like me? I was uh, at an airport once and this guy was, like, staring me down, like, really hardcore. Oh, God. And I was waiting for my bag. And... Um, it was actually, it was Kristen's bag. I was picking her up from the airport and the guy was staring me down. Just to be clear,
0: uh, Kristen's your cousin. She did the show with you for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, so he was staring at me, but then when he saw her, he's like, oh, that's definitely them because I'm sure there are people that either look like me or look like her, but two people that look like us in the same spot uh, is very unlikely. So that's where it would happen most of the time. So if I was by myself, I'd be in a store and see somebody far away and then I'd hear like the theme song on play from his phone or something and like showing his friend and like looking. But then if I was with her, people would like point us out and be like, Hey, and like kind of come at us. And the funniest was I was in an elevator in San Diego and a guy was just staring me down, like looking at me. And he's like, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, Oh, I just moved here. He's like, no, I know you. And I'm like, Oh, he's going to recognize me and just like deck me. Cause like he did not seem happy. So then he was like, then when he recognized me, he was um, saying that he, Loves the show. His kids love the show. Can I stop at his floor and like say, Hey to his kids. So I did. And it was, I just like poked my head into their hotel room and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> just like left. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty cool. So everybody in person has been pretty nice to the point where a girl who like, I guess was one of my biggest haters for years would just tweet me every day. Just terrible things about me. Um, to the point where it was impressive, like it was every day, she was like, Good morning, I hate you, just like <laughs> tweeting me for years. And I never acknowledged it, I didn't want to block her because she was like, You know, if you're tired of my tweets, just block me. I'm like, No. And we were at a mall, and this girl came up to me, and Kristen was so sweet, took a picture with us. We were just kind of talking for a few minutes. She left, and then she posts on Twitter that she met me and that I was an asshole to her. <laughs> like, what are- about and then we we knew it was her and like placed it but it was like you had your chance to like say something to us in person and she was nothing but nice and didn't we didn't even realize it was her till she was tweeting us like a few hours later saying that we sucked and how mean we were
0: (laughs) See, that's always how it works man like all these people who are who keyboard warriors essentially you know they'll say what they want on online yeah uh and then they're like oh i'll i'll say the same thing to you to your face Mm -hmm. um it's funny ones because yeah i'll I'll block people if they're just shitty and whatnot because you know i mean why why you know i I don't want to see their tweets and i don't want them to see mine it's funny (laughs) because um i was at a sports bar and there were some chiefs fans who you know we all got together and um i guess this woman was there who i had blocked and i'm just kind of like introducing myself to everyone at the table uh Mm because i got there a little late and I met one woman, I, I don't remember her name. And she goes, uh, you blocked me on Facebook, or, uh, you blocked me on Twitter. I'm like, okay, uh, why? <laughs> like, we're all laughing. Yeah. And she, she starts by saying it was a year ago. And she's going into like this great detail as to why I, she thinks I blocked her. And in my head, I'm like, she's known this for a year. I'm pretty sure I blocked her for maybe saying something shitty to me. But yeah. she's not saying something shitty in person. Like that's always how right. it works. So yeah,
1: so it was, yeah, it's it was very silly.
0: Uh, but you know what? What is interesting is when you did this show. You know, you did it on Friday nights. So yeah, I mean, you know, mm. m- most people Friday nights they're going out, whatever. Yep. Uh You had the complete opposite. You always stayed in on a Friday night. Uh, yes. Entertaining. You know, <laughs> hundreds and even thousands of people. Um, did you ever wish you did it maybe on a Saturday afternoon rather, or did you like it on Friday nights?
1: I liked it on Fridays. You know, some weeks it was bad if like, you know, at the House of Blues, if there was a band playing that I really wanted to go see. I'm like, oh, they're playing on Friday. Like, oh, I'm going to do the, I'll do the show instead. Um oh, wow. So there was a few, I can't really think of like many specific situations where I got excited about something. I was like, oh, it's on Friday or something was supposed to be during the week and got moved to Friday. I'm like, oh, well now I can't do it. I'm going to do the show. Uh, but no one was making me. We weren't like obligated other, like we Nothing was going to happen other than a bunch of people mad at me, I guess, if we didn't do a show one week so that we weren't like contractually obligated to do a show. So it was just um, our choice every week to do it. So it was a lot of fun. So I'm glad we did it every week. (laughs) But like thinking back on it, it was just like, whoa, like that's just a lot of stuff. Um, And a lot of like movie premieres and stuff too. I was like, oh, I wish I could go see that movie, but I have to go see it Uh, Saturday morning, I guess, before everyone spoils it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: How old were you when you started this?
1: I was 15. I was in 10th grade. Kristen was. 10 (laughs) and joe was 13 he ran like our tech for a few years also our cousin kristen's brother and uh so we lied about kristen's age for years because you had to be 14 to broadcast on Stickhem. and everybody at Stickhem knew like there was no way she was 14 because in a few of the conference calls like i would not let her talk because um it would just be pretty obvious once you know we aren't on the show and we're kind of just hanging out with people like would just be pretty obvious that like she's not quite 14 um so i think when she actually did turn 14 we told everybody she was 16 and then i think we just stopped addressing how old she was everyone just assumed at some point that she was old enough to be online. i guess (laughs) we just kind of stopped lying but for years we were, Kristen's like, oh, it's my birthday. Should we have like a cake on the show? I'm like, yeah, but like, what are we, we going to write on the cake? Like, just happy birthday. Do we even address how old you are? And it was just a funny, um, funny thing because we didn't want to get thrown off of stick camera or YouTube for her being too young. <laughs>
0: well, I think what's so interesting is you guys were so young, but you know, did your family, was your family opposed to this? Uh, I mean, what did they say when you came up with this idea?
1: Well, we went about it separately. So I think Kristen talked to her m- mom or dad, um, whichever one she thought was gonna be like the best chance of like saying it was gonna be fine. And then I talked to my dad because I knew my mom was like not gonna be on board. And my dad um like has done a lot of work at different banks and computer companies and stuff. So like he understands technology and I was just explaining like live streaming and like he told me, like, oh well, we have a webcam in the basement that I hid from you guys so it's like in a printer box it came with a printer that he bought in like 2000 and um so we kind of just we kind of took a split approach with our parents and then we swapped and then i think chris and talked to my mom and then i talked to her dad or whoever um and then we talked to everybody together at once and was like here's what we're doing and then we addressed everybody's issues i knew they were going to say like you're going to be using your phones and we're going to start 67 so we can't be traced but you know back then it was harder and you're going to waste all of our minutes now because ATT, free nights nice and weekends start after nine o'clock on fridays so we won't use any minutes on your phones or our, our cell phone plan so we'll start at nine that way it's free minutes when we make the praying calls and uh that was kind of their only issues and then we couldn't tell they didn't want anybody to know where we lived or where we were even from. We just said that we were from New York and that got all messed up when we started having friends come on the show or at least be kind of on the side. And one girl walked to the other side wearing a hoodie that had our high school name on it. Then people in the chat room were like, oh, so you guys go oh. to like the William Floyd school district. You guys must be from Shirley or Mastic Beach. And then like within the next day, people had our address <laughs> it was just like, oh
0: no. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah did you guys have stalkers or
1: there were two hilarious incidents that like I still can't get over so the first one they were kind of back to back the first incident these two girls showed up and said that they were here for the show so my parents were like all right whatever because it was in the basement of my parents <laughs> house so people would just come to the front door at like eight fifty, and my dad would be sitting there and just send them on down to the basement and he would be watching from his laptop upstairs and there's like a delay. So if you watch some of the older calls, I think one of them where I talk about getting stung by a bee, we would like look up and off to the side. And that's because our parents would be coming down to like yell at us to like stop what we were doing because like they thought it was too crazy. Um, I think another call, I was trying to get breast implants as Brandon and my mom came down and was like, this is like not gonna go the way you think it's gonna go. So we're like mouthing to each other like, not yelling, but just like yelling, but without using words uh, to each other. So my mom would stop watching. She would just kind of go to bed. And my dad would just sit up and watch. And like, if we would hear, if we would say something stupid or funny, and like 30 seconds later, we'd hear him laugh or like the couch like shake, we knew like we were kind of on track. Or if we heard like the recliner close and footsteps, we were like, oh no, he like said something that we shouldn't have. So these two girls showed up and said, so we're here for the show. These two girls came down and was like, right as we were about to go live and they just said hey we said hey i assumed kristen knew them kristen assumed i knew them joe assumed like so we just did the show they're like that was so much fun everybody gave hugs they left and kristen was like they're really nice who were they i'm like i don't know joe did you know them and he's like no and then we realized like oh like we have no idea who these girls were so um they seemed to have fun and they never came back so uh <laughs> uh you always then, had weird
0: things just you always have like the weirdest stories, man, with fake so and everything.
1: Uh, yeah, there's all <laughs> they only get weirder. So then the next week, um, I got a message on stickam right before the show started and this guy's username was the white ninja and he was on <laughs> camera, because if okay. you were watching live, six people could turn on their webcams and you could just watch people watch the show. Oh, through stickam. Yeah through, yeah, through the live streaming platform. So it got weird. People would take their shirts off and their pants off. And we saw some stuff that we should not have been seeing, but yeah, it's par for the course, I guess. But this one dude, he did not do any of that. He was uh, called the White Ninja and he was just in like a ninja outfit. And he messaged me. He's like, hey, I saw you in school the other day. You go to this high school, blah, blah, blah. Um, could I come watch the show? And it was like our one year anniversary show. So I was like, sure. He's like, could I bring a sword? And we're like, Yeah. <laughs> And so here's the address. So my dad answers the door. I thought, I honestly thought he was going to show up and like get dressed at the house, but he shows up dressed as a ninja with like these two swords on his back, telling my dad that like, he's the white ninja and he's here for the show. And my dad was like, all right, they must know this guy. So then he like comes down the stairs and he just nods and we say hi. And like, he doesn't say a word to us. He's just like staring at us. So I was like, you know, it will be funny if when we start this show, you're hiding behind the couch and Kristen will cough or something. And that'll be your signal to like, jump up like a ninja. And we'll just act like we don't know you were there. So Kristen was very nervous, as was I. And the whole time we're both assuming his swords are fake. So he jumps up, he draws a sword. He's like holding it to my neck. And we're oh like, this God. is hilarious. There's a ninja here. So funny. So Kristen held paper, like five sheets of paper, and had him swing it, and he cut right through the paper. <laughs> and I have the clip somewhere. You just see it on my face, or like, oh shit, this is like, these are live swords, and we have no idea who this dude is. Like, he could just kill us live, but he was cool. Uh, he stayed in character the whole time. We had cake. We offered him cake. He faced the wall and took his mask, his like ninja mask off, which was just really like this kind of like, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, just like a sheet he cut up to like make a ninja mask. He took that off and ate, and Kristen walked to the side of him to ask if he wanted more. And he like almost flipped out because like he didn't want her to see him. <laughs> so then the show is over. he come upstairs. Um, he asks very quietly if he could get a ride home. Cause I, I don't know if he got dropped off or what, but it was now 11 o'clock at night. So Kristen's dad was there to pick Kristen Joe up. He's like, Yeah, I'll take you home. So he's giving their parents directions and tells them to pull over and just gets out of the car and runs off into the night. Like not even, they didn't even pull into a driveway. They were just at a random intersection. And the rest of the time he came back to the show and he was never once in a car. Like he just showed up. Um, So I don't know if he was always getting rides, but that was the only ride we gave him. Um, But he was a cool dude.
0: (laughs) No, no other interaction with the white ninja.
1: Well, a few years after that, I figured out who he was and now we're friends on Facebook and we talk sometimes. Oh, because um, he went to your school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so I, I figured out who he was and it wasn't that... It was hard, but not hard, but he wasn't known as like a white ninja other than like stick So it wasn't like a thing he did around school or that people would know him by, but he would like leave me voicemails like, hey man, was walking behind you. Have a good day. it right, is't weird. So um, I would walk around the school and when I would see people looking at me, I would call the number and then I finally saw him look down at his phone. I'm like, Oh, so that's him. And then like walked up to him and said, Hey, and he's cool. <laughs> um,
0: you don't have to go into like the personal, or, like the uh, specific details of this. Cause I know it is a little personal uh, in, w- in terms of, you know, how much money you made from this on YouTube. But I will say this. And I think a lot of people know this, if they just, you, you can even do a Google search. I've heard it's anywhere between a dollar to $2.50 for every 1,000 views you get. So if anyone wants to do the math, you know, go take the time to do that. But but the question I wanted to ask you, I mean, you're a teenager, uh, and you were in your early twenties when you did this, did, mm. was this something where you were able to make so much money where you didn't have to work a job? This was like your main source of income.
1: Yes. For a very long time, um, that was like the only source of income we had and i was working at a library and in high school then when the show was picking up i was finally telling my parents i'm like i don't think i was like this is dumb like i'm working at a library and i'm getting these checks from youtube and it really didn't set in for me or really for anybody until um back in the day youtube would mail checks um was arriving from youtube and i think the first check we got was like a hundred dollars or something like crazy, but it was like three months worth of views because they would only pay out if you get like hundred dollars or more. So we got like hundred dollars and 25 cents um, and they actually had um, the check sent. And then the next week was like a thousand dollars or the next month was like a thousand dollars. And it got to the point where when I was finishing high school, just from YouTube and like website ads, we were pulling in like close to like five, 6,000 a month and that was like horrifying because we were like this is way too much money for like a stupid prank call show um and then we you know then we realized very early on like this youtube ad revenue was not sustainable like it's gonna it's not a bubble but it's gonna crash like the rates are gonna drop like there's gonna be uh some problems with youtube and um so we start selling merch and like getting some sponsors and doing some other things to like diversify uh where the money was coming from but i remember talking to people in like 2008 and 2009, like all the YouTubers and like having the discussion with them, like we need to diversify where our income's coming in because the YouTube ad revenue is just like, not like predictable. Like you can't just, we can't really rely on it. And it's like a month or two delay. So if you do have a video that goes viral or something happens, like you're not gonna see that money for a while. Um, And then, so then me and I'm sure a bunch of other creators started making merchandise and we were selling albums on iTunes and just all our things. So now inevitably like, you're still kind of making that same rate with YouTube. You're also splitting it 60, 40 with YouTube. And um, now, like nowadays it's like, you kind of have to diversify. You can't just have one, you can't just be living off of YouTube. Cause if you say one wrong thing or a year later they decide you're not advertiser worthy. Like you just get so screwed. And like, it's very sad. (laughs)
0: I know you were, and I was listening to your podcast and I know you keep getting this question of, Hey, are you going to bring the show back? And I've heard you say this multiple times about, you know, that you do miss the show, but in a way there was so much prep. People think, by the way, it's so funny because I I can relate to you a little bit. I'm sure you've had people tell you, Oh, was it that hard to just do a show for two hours?
1: Right. Whereas, you know, you work two hours a week. It's it's like an enthusiast job. Yeah.
0: It's funny because I used to do a chief's podcast and, you know, I mean, I always wanted to do a good job of that. I would, you know, study, I, I obviously knew our team pretty well, but I would also, you know, study the upcoming opponents You know, you have to know the stats, the injuries, the storylines, all that kind of stuff. And it did get to the point where and plus it's like, you know, some players have weird to pronounce names like mine. Uh, So you have to like (laughs) figure out the right pronunciation because you don't want to sound like an idiot, which that was not a 100% success rate. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, it's one of those things where you had to put a lot of time and effort, and I just, you know, said to my followers, I "said Look, I'm going to stop doing the show pretty soon because it is becoming too much." And I got one tweet; I'll never forget this. It was actually an iTunes review. Now that I think about it, someone goes, "Oh, is it too much for you to uh, to uh, press record and talk?" Yes, because all we do is just press record and talk. <laughs> all we do. Um, I wish it was that easy. Yeah, um, I wish it was too. But yeah, so- I, I can relate when you talk about the whole burnout thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that one of the reasons why you decided to put it to an end?
1: Yeah. And I think like the, the biggest part of it was like, it was becoming less and less fun and it was becoming like, it was taking more energy out of me to do. And I guess like the, the time I was putting into it and what I was getting out of it, it, the the scale kind of shifted to where I was putting a lot into it and not getting a lot out of it. Um, And it wasn't, it, just got to a point where for a while I was like, oh, this is like good living, like this is fine. And then it got to a point where I was like the, even as like a job, like this is just not fun or sustainable to have like that amount of pressure because it wasn't just the live shows I was doing. I was doing the um, reading all the requests. We were getting anywhere between five to 10,000 requests a week and I would read, swear to God, I would read every single one of them before the show because I didn't want to miss any idea. Honestly, I probably missed a few because I was just kind of clicking and I could just like see if it was a good idea or not without even reading it. I can't even explain it. Um, And then, you know, we're also selling merch. So I was shipping merch, um, not as you know, people would order shit and just, like, never get it for, like, a few months or whatever, uh, keeping up with, like, who won contests, who bought stuff uh, from iTunes and was having problems. I won with, a lot like, of contests, it. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then we were also getting uh, meetings with, like, different celebrities to, like, help celebrities edit YouTube videos, which was, like, a weird thing that people asked of us. We were meeting with, like, Comedy Central and MTV to discuss, like... um different tv show projects we wanted to do and they wanted to do um so there was a a lot that was going on outside of the show uh which i I covered a lot of it all in the book and all of that was very fun but it got to a point and like maybe like in 2013 or 2014 where i had four cameras set up and the confetti cannon and all these lights and the prank call program and the videos coming on behind me and i was thinking like this is a lot for like a prank call show like where do you go from here like how do you go to the next thing and i couldn't think about that while doing it every week because there was no time to sit and like transition into anything um so i was kind of just spinning in circles trying to figure out like all right well i could get 4k cameras like okay that's not gonna like make it more fun to do that's just gonna make it more work to edit the videos because it's gonna take longer to edit the videos or i could upgrade the computer uh so it's faster and it was just like, it was turning into like, there was no uh, kind of correct way. I was getting in trouble with sponsors uh, because I just wasn't um, paying attention to certain things during the live streams or I called one sponsor out live for not paying me before the show and people like ripped them apart on Twitter. <laughs> it was so funny, um, but it was just like a lot of just, unnecessary pressure and there was the pressure of like all right you did a good show this week and immediately as soon as the show would wrap up i'd close the laptop and immediately be like all right what do i do next week what's like the next (laughs) because what i just did was funny but nobody cares now because it's over so um and and there was no time to like think about anything so um after a while i was like this is just not fun it's fun it's funny like i'm laughing it's very easy for me to do there was no challenge anymore like i just knew all right if all else fails brenda can call a walmart and it's gonna be funny like even like no matter what happens um and then a lot of the requests too like they were all the same like i would read it like we did that or we did a variation of that or we kind of did something like that or i've read this twenty thousand times it's not funny i'm not gonna do it um and there was only one prank call that i never did that I wish we did, and we tried so many times to do and just never worked. And it was the broken hold prank call, um, where we would call somebody. Uh, usually they tried out for a show or something, and we'd interview them. Um, and we would go to put them on hold and say, you know, I'm gonna to talk to my manager because I think like you're a great contestant for the amazing race, and we'd go to put them on hold, but we would just talk shit about them and then come <laughs> back to the call and act like they're doing great, and uh, Kristen did one where she was like, oh, I, she's like, I can't stand this guy. He's he's too tall because they said he was like five eight, and she said he was too tall. And like the guy's like, I'm not tall. I'm five five eight's not tall. She's like, What are you talking about? And like, just pretended he was dumb, and like <laughs> he's like, But you said to the guy, and she's like, No, I put you on hold. But it and it was funny, but it never like reached the point where I was like, That's amazing. Um, and we tried it for years, and it just never, never worked out. But yet some of the most off the wall ideas we can't come up with like warped instantly. So um, yeah, so it was a lot of burnout, plus not having fun, plus everything kind of seeming stale and not having a chance to kind of reset and figure out what's going on. So that's what I've been doing for the past like year and a half. And there have been lots of ideas I've thought of and like, oh, I should try this or do that. And I'm just like, eh, uh, but I guess good news very recently, I have had a very good idea that I'm excited about. So we'll see.
0: Is it related to FNC in any way? Can you say? Oh yeah,
1: 100%. But it's not what anybody thinks it's going to be. So uh, it's not a reunion or a reboot or anything like that. It's... you guys will say it's all right that's even if it <laughs> i will about, say but...
0: you know i'll just toss an idea i think you tried to do this for a while but maybe you stopped but if you there are certain calls actually that's what i wanted to get into and, and mm-hmm. we'll jump to that quickly but if you, yeah. there are a lot of great calls that you guys never did upload like yes. uh, if you 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 had to watch it live but yeah, by the way I, I have to share this so i took a screenshot of of our Little Zoom meeting here, and I sent it to a mm-hmm. couple of my friends who, you know, I introduced Friday Night Cranks to them. Yeah, and I got to give a shout out to my friend Tasha because what's um, up, Tasha? I uh, I sent her uh, a text, uh, a screenshot. I got I said, look who I'm doing a podcast with. She goes, is that Marcus? <laughs> I go nope. That's Jared from Friday Night Craigs and her response in capital letters: "Holy shit!" So she's obviously hello, Tasha. See you. Um, no, I also sent one to uh, uh, my friend Sharon. I don't know if you remember. She sent in a request. Really funny. She actually told me about this. Uh, she sent in a request to. Have your friend Stu Stu Stone, who was supposed to be on this podcast, but he gave me the runaround a hundred times, which sucked. But
1: that's um, Stu.
0: Yeah, I know it is Stu. But uh, you basically, you guys were going to call people with the name, uh, with the last name Frizzle, and Stu, who was a voice actor for the Magic School Bus as Ralphie, he was going to call and say, "Hey, Mrs. Frizzle, it's me, Ralphie. Remember?" Yeah. And funny enough, I think both the people you guys called. They were in on the, they weren't in on the joke, but they kind of played along and said, "Oh yeah, Magic School yeah, right. But the funny <laughs> part is, that was a real Ralphie call. Right. <laughs> like that's yes. the crazy part, and they don't know. That would have yeah. been so cool if they knew. But I, know. Um, uh, I was I- going to ask you something, uh, but I completely <laughs> forgot. Um, I- I'll probably remember it in a minute. So I did want to <laughs> ask you about like some of your. Memorable uh, calls. This one actually, you guys did not upload online, but I'll never forget this. I was watching you guys live. You called AOL and you claimed to be an administrator.
1: <laughs> yes, um, and we were getting everybody's AOL passwords reset to ABC123. <laughs> oh, I don't remember what I, I thought. I thought it was
0: different. See the one I recorded. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Resetting them to ABC1. <laughs> But the one I do recall was you were telling them to reboot the servers. And I remember, I don't remember this.
1: but that sounds like, I was, they...
0: thinking, I was thinking to myself, wait a minute. They were, he's just telling them this. Like there was no proof yeah. that he's an admin and I'm looking at your view count. I said, okay, if, if he loses like hundreds of followers, we'll probably know. And I, I did not have AOL. I had, I don't know what I had at the time
1: like dsl Um, or something yeah probably
0: probably. (laughs) and it's funny because the person on the phone was about to do it and i think they used their you know their judgment and thought okay wait a minute maybe this is not a good idea so uh do you remember that one
1: (sighs) very you've had so many
0: over the years
1: there, there have been so many um and i have you know, mess with the idea of going back and like finding old calls and posting them. And I think like that will happen at some point. But um, in the meantime, like for me, I was thinking like that would be fun, but I'm trying to like find something like new and like uh, fun to do live. Um, But I do think finding old calls and posting them like will happen at some point. But um, I'm just not the guy to do it. I have like stacks of hard drives with like every show and like it's just, it's painful enough to listen to your own voice, but I don't remember a majority of these calls. So don't, like have to listen to all of the show and like not know what's about to happen uh, is very confusing. Some people have messaged me about very specific calls. Like, hey, this was like July 9th in 2014. You called this place. It was like halfway through the show. So I'm like, all right, uh, some of those are easy to pull. And I know you're looking at me because you're gonna bring up a very specific call yes. that you want me to post. But- <laughs> <laughs> um we can talk about that in a minute but um there it, it's just a lot of work and a lot of like crazy time but i i have been messing with the idea i'm not going to do it anytime soon but i would like to do some sort of like reaction type of videos where i watch like older videos of friday night cranks I, I, no like I think a, a lot just, of people would like that i think a lot of people like that see because i watched uh me and my wife, Teresa, we watched um, the nine-year-old Xbox prank call yesterday because my nephew is, like, obsessed with YouTube and, like, wants to be a YouTuber. And for years, he didn't know I was on YouTube. And then he, like, Googled me or something. Or this one of the brothers, like, told her, told him about it. And uh, so he's like, I watched that video. And I'm like I, like, I remember it. And I remember some of the quotes from it. I watched it. And, like, I had to keep pausing it because I'm like, oh, my God, like, it's a weird feeling to not know what you're about to say from 10 years ago. Like it's so weird, <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Um, so I think doing some sort of like reaction videos is gonna be fun. That's not the, the big main idea I've been working on, but uh, maybe part of it, but that seems to be like a lot of fun just watching stuff that everybody knows that I do not remember because so many calls have happened. I think we've done over like 10,000 calls or at least attempted 10,000 calls, not successfully, but at least attempted.
0: I do remember what I was going to say, by the way. So mm-hmm. there were actually a couple of times where you guys prank called famous people. One of them, uh, and this is actually a little bit well known in my area, was a Shirley Phelps prank call.
1: Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. she's
0: from you know my and well not too close to me, but Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. There was another one, and I know this is not uploaded, but I do remember watching it live. And I think this one did not go as planned, but it was a teela Tequila call.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do yes.
0: remember that one. I remember that. Uh did you I mean how did you pull those off?
1: So we have we have I still have the domain name. We have a domain name that's very similar to a popular like news company. Like okay. they started off as like a Uh, tabloidy kind of magazine and now they're kind of transitioning into like a news and we have a domain name that's very similar to it that's forwarded to the real website um so i would email people like tila tequila and brian silva and um shirley phelps from that email address that looks very similar saying you know hey we're from this website blah 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 uh check us out here's the link and it's like the link to the real website we would love to interview you and um if you bug them enough like you get a response from the manager i don't know how we got tila tequila's manager's email i think i probably just googled it or she had it in her twitter bio or something back in the day like for management contact this person i contacted this person and the person's only stipulation was that he needed to be on the phone the entire time with her which i was trying to avoid because he was going to take away all the funny stuff if she couldn't be herself on the call um and then you have people like shirley phelps or brian silva where they were by themselves and it's exactly it went exactly as planned so um now teal tequila kind of is little off the rails so <laughs> i think uh i think we pranked her at a good time but there probably won't be another attempt at pranking her um so yeah then shirley phelps was fun too and that was kind of like our first person that we talk to that was well known and that was terrifying like i was so nervous doing that call just because i felt like she was evil and gonna like kill me through the phone somehow
0: (laughs) (laughs) um you know what well and there's not like one specific call that i recall from this but uh I thought I knew you didn't like this. And I think we had this discussion once before, but I burst out laughing every single time because you called Walmart and Apple several times over the Walmart. I mean, you, you, I guess there's like a rivalry between you and Walmart, but I remember there were several times where you would call somebody and they would, you know, answer the phone and you would try to attempt your, you, you know, your, your prank. And then they would come back and say, is this Jared. Yeah, and I was just like, "What? <laughs> How did they know?" Uh, so, and by the way, you have several Walmart calls. There's uh, the one where you put Walmart on lockdown because you you called saying that you left, I left your, my baby. Yeah. yeah, you left your baby, <laughs> even though that never happened. Um, no. You have several Walmart calls if you just go through the list on your uh, YouTube page, which I'm doing right now.
1: Yeah, my favorite they, is um, I don't know what it's called, and I know what you're about to ask. Yes, they did. Um, But and they did, they do still, uh, as of maybe a year ago, somebody confirmed when I was speaking out of college that he worked at a Walmart in 2018. um, And they used the Walmart on lockdown as like part of their training, like how to not handle like a customer service call. (laughs) And I think that's great. And Walmart did email me offering me like a couple thousand dollars to remove the video. And I just told them no. (laughs) It was just pretty much like, no, thanks, Jared. So that was odd. They didn't seem to like it that much, but I, I guess that's just, that's fine. Um, but I think my favorite Walmart call is when I called, I, d- I, I don't remember, it was either me or Kristen or both, but the original concept was like, there were a bunch of blind children that were tied together oh. like on leashes wandering Walmart, and we were gonna go pick them up, and now we don't want to. <laughs> like it was like i was supposed to be babysitting a bunch of blind kids but we didn't say they were blind till the end and then i was yelling at walmart saying like they're just gonna walk out the door and like go missing um and just the i just loved how all the calls started off pretty normal and slowly like descended into like complete insanity so by the time like they think there's 12 children leashed together playing hide and seek or they were doing a scavenger hunt in walmart um trying to they were trying to find lawnmowers or something so now they think they're all these kids that are going to like play with the heavy appliances then at the end tell them that they're blind and that i'm not going to get them because i want to sit and have a beer or something like it just got so silly you know uh, the
0: way you described it saying how they started off normal and then the mm-hmm. crazy shit got in it reminds me of like you're the sasha baron cohen of prank calls like you made it seem <laughs> so realistic and then you wait for that perfect moment to twist things And because you made it sound so normal in the beginning, they just went with it more times than not.
1: Yeah. And I think that the two best examples would be when I called Petco or PetSmart saying, I found like a blind bear or a mentally handicapped baby bear outside. And I was going to like nurse it. And then I was going to like take it into the store for them to like groom him or something. And like, then the call hangs up then Stu called that. And from their corporate number, because we change our caller ID, saying like, why did you tell this customer no? So now they're trying to explain to Stu, oh. thinking he's like corporate, like, no, this man has a bear. So then I call back and I'm saying like, I'm outside, I'm going to come in and the bear is in a wheelchair. So like, he's not going to hurt anybody because he's like mentally handicapped. And like the people on the phone at one point was like, how does he even know that? And like that that's the whole point, but they were so terrified that like, I was going to come in with this bear. <laughs> it's so it's so silly, because if we started the call saying, Hey, I found a bear, um, I'm going to bring it into the store. And they would just hang up. So it's just like slowly working in the silliness um, to where me walking in with a bear in a wheelchair seems so normal um, at that point. Cause I kept saying, I kept saying, I found a cub and then, they assumed they thought I was saying dog for some reason. Because um, they so, sound so
0: like, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, it was very odd.
0: Uh, my personal, by the way, during this whole like quarantine. I mean, I didn't quarantine a whole lot. I was still working, um, mm-hmm. but there were a couple of days where I did stay home and I would actually just play video games. And to the side, I would actually play Friday Night Cranks. It's it's crazy, man. Like I haven't listened to some of these in a long time, and it's actually pretty cool. Like how funny some of these still are over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my personal favorites, um, this one lasted 15 minutes and almost 16 minutes. You called Walmart and you said that you were lost inside their store. (laughs) You you keep calling them through your phone and you're saying, Hey, I'm at the pet food aisle. And then you told them that you left the, the building from the back with Your groceries or your your dog food in your hand and then you asked your audience, you said, hey, press three if I should die and you came up with some sound effects (laughs) to make it seem
1: like my favorite
0: part was you claimed someone shot you (laughs) and you were on the ground and the best part was (laughs) you go I see sorry you said i see jesus <laughs> it was so well done how do you not laugh when you do these by the way
1: it's hard not to um there are a like, lot I'm, of i'm crying where, right now from yeah, laughter that's funny just remembering like because yeah that all happened um where part of us knew like if you laugh now then you're not gonna be able to like laugh at it. So if you like mess it up now, it's not gonna be funny. And the other part is like, you have to just believe what you're saying. So like, if I'm getting angry at these people for not having a medium wonton soup on their menu and they just have small and large and I want a medium and I'm like getting angry, like you actually have to get angry. Like you're not even acting. You just have to get like actually upset because now it's not funny. It's funny to everybody else, but it's not funny to me or Kristen because we're actually pissed. Um,
0: so you're pretending like these are real scenarios. Yes, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So a lot of the times when I'm getting frustrated with the people on the phone, it's not because like it's not funny. It's because like they're going along with it. So like the per- the person would be frustrated in that situation. So um, and we would always try and kind of either match their vibe or just be the complete opposite. Like, if they were getting frustrated, we would get, like, a little more frustrated. Or if they were very angry, we would be, like, the complete opposite to, like, where it's now their fault. Um, so, uh, but that that was the whole mentality. And there were a few a few calls where we've laughed, like, mid-sentence because just some of the stuff is just so ridiculous. Yeah. Or um, in other videos, like, we'd be, like, punching each other on the shoulder to, like, mute the mic so we could laugh. Um <laughs> Um, cause our microphones would have like a mute button on it. So we'd hit it if we needed to laugh. Or if we had people watching, they'd be like waving us down or like our friends would like leave the room and like come back when the call was over. Um, sometimes they'd go upstairs and watch with my dad upstairs because like they just couldn't handle it downstairs in the basement where some of the stuff was happening. Um, but yeah, just the mentality where like, if we laugh now, um, it's not gonna be funny and it's hard when you have no idea what they're gonna say or if you're doing a call with like Kristen or Kristen and Stu or Stu like, or anybody like you just don't know where it's going. So like anything could happen. So you just have to um, just kind of be ready. I think one of the funniest ones where I did laugh but we muted it just in time I think was when we called a plumbing company, an emergency plumbing company saying that um, our basement was flooded and it flooded all the way up to the stairs so we got a bowl of water and we're acting like we're going underwater to swim and like i
0: do remember that
1: i like almost drown at one point and like then kristen goes and and um the best part was like during that call Stu texted me he's like i'm on my phone watching like i'm coming home i'm like two minutes away from my house i want to jump in on this call do not hang up on this guy so (laughs) I i
0: recall that part
1: so then the best part was when Stu got on the call, he had a ball of water, and now he's going underwater. And it was just so unexpected because like we're covered in water at this point. And like for somebody to join the call that we know has been watching, but like has has no reason to commit to like pretending to drown, does it? Like it was just so funny to me because like I didn't expect that. And then um just the whole dynamic towards the end, it gets very calm, and then the guy starts asking about Kristen mentions how like the Kardashians got renewed for a fourth season and there was much more simpler times and the guy on the phone like calms down he's like oh yeah I heard that too and Stu's like could you guys do me a favor and we're like yeah and it gets so quiet that he just starts screaming to like shut up and like f this f that it was just so funny and like we was hoping like when we were talking very quietly we're like I'm hoping he's gonna start screaming because Otherwise people at home, we're just going to get very quiet and it's going to be like some predated ASMR type of stuff, which, um, but yeah, it was just always fun to just see what was going to happen and what people were going to believe. And then just know if we laugh, it's, we're going to ruin everybody's night.
0: <laughs> By the way, I, I know we're going a little over on time. Uh, I just looked the, No, the, take your time. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, there were a few others. I wanted to just kind of, of pick your brain and just get your reaction. So this one's funny because uh, first of all, it's the ruckus pizza prank cool, mm, where I love basically them. you called this guy and immediately he was just pissed.
1: Yeah. And-, and that was the weirdest part because people, the original request was this place is like refusing to place pizza orders. <laughs> and the, the kid sent it in like several times when I read it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like there are pizza place. They're probably just mad at this kid. So I don't know if the kid was already trying to prank them or if they were getting pranked or something happened. But we called, all we said was we were trying to place an order and this dude is like losing it. And it just got funnier and funnier to the point where we were pranking them for like years.
0: (laughs) Well, what's funny is people found the address to this place and people started calling themselves just a prank call. People upload, see this upload online. And I think the guy goes, it's not Friday night. Like he knew who you were after a while. (laughs) And I yeah. think what's even funnier is there's another pizza place in America called ruckus pizza and people would, you know, blow them up on their Facebook page and they're like, that's not us. <laughs> and they were trying to deflect that whole thing. Yeah, That was that crazy. Was so funny. Yeah. Um, man, I'm just, Oh, by the way, this one, I just came across. This is actually how you and I met. So because I was such a big fan of the show and on my old laptop, I found a way to actually like record whatever, you know, what was on my screen so mm-hmm. I actually recorded your calls because I knew you would not upload all of them. And I know a lot of fans right. actually recorded as well. Yeah, and yeah. you announced on your social media that your computer crashed or so, or it didn't save your audio file. Yes. And so I had the uh, uh, the penguin prank call at yeah. uh, this zoo in Chicago. And it's funny because sometimes, you know, when they pick up, they say, hey, you know, Walmart and, you know. Right. Salisbury, North Carolina or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people would call and actually look things up. I actually felt, for whatever reason I just Googled, they actually did have like a penguin that died the same week you called. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> That's
1: horrible timing.
0: Yeah, that is horrible timing. You have the weirdest <laughs> luck with this stuff, man. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, is there any, I know you said the storage facility call mm-hmm. is your favorite, but is there any that you feel like is underrated?
1: I think the, uh, if people have time and want to watch the Tickle Me Pink crayon call, because it's so random. We called like an addiction helpline and Kristen was posing as my wife saying that I was addicted to eating Tickle Me Pink crayons and when I didn't, I got like loud and violent and just the, because there's no video to it because we lost the video. It was an early show. Um, So we lost the video to that. So it's just the audio and just the audio of that sounds so insane. Like, I don't know, like a lot of our calls sound Legit, but this one sounds like she is in absolute danger because I had these half filled water bottles. Um, because we would drink water bottles on the show, so like they would get hot pretty quickly in the basement in New York during the summer. So we had like a bunch of half empty ones. So I was taking them and slamming them at the wall as hard as I could while I was screaming at her and making this like pterodactyl screech. But it sounds like I'm like going insane. And this lady like ended up calling the police. Um, it had us on speaker and trying to get the police on the line and we hung up. And for the first year, I was like, that lady's so dumb. And then after a while, I'm like, oh no, this sounded like way too real. Like we got a little too, I got a little too carried away with how in like intense it was. Cause she was like, I think she said her, Kristen said her name was Melinda. She's like, Melinda, do you feel like you're in danger right now? And I'm looking at her. I'm like, if you say yes, like she's telling the police to like, you know, come over, um, so that was a little scary but yeah there were there were a few calls that like that that are just so funny to me now because um of just how absurd they are um and then i feel like there was another one i watched recently um
0: you know it's funny yeah, i mean
1: they're all pretty pretty a couple of years
0: ago um uh, my brother and i we were on our way to manhattan kansas mm-hmm. it, it was labor day weekend so we just wanted to see the city it's a college town close to where we live but uh, they had some nice places that we wanted to go visit so, and it, it was the weekend we were off work. So we s- decided why not on the way there, we stopped at Topeka and, uh, we tried this place called the burger stand. They only have it for those listening. Uh, they only have it in Topeka and in Lawrence, Kansas, definitely check it out. But as we're leaving Topeka, I thought, you know, let me stop by, uh, South Topeka Boulevard because it was mentioned in the, uh, where is Jared call <laughs> you call the pizza hut? I think. Yeah. And you were just asking, "Where is Jared?" And crazy enough, it just got—you were able to elicit this crazy reaction. And I actually drove by that. I'm like, "Yep, that's the pizza place he called." So that was kind of funny. Uh, I just kind of thought of that. Um, That's hilarious. uh, I'm trying to. uh, Man, I'm just looking through your list right now. These really do bring back some memories. I'm gonna gonna have to like do like a binge uh, FNC uh,
1: sometime. Me too. I might have to. uh... Um, do my little, uh, i'm trying to look
0: through you know it's funny you 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 alluded to this earlier you know i love this one but by the way you had a show it was in the summer of 2009 you had three great calls that night you never posted any of them one of them <laughs> you called a grocery store and i think you said oh you i, I lost my lucky penny in one of yeah. the aisles and I'll I don't. I'll be honest, I don't even remember the details, but for some reason, I just remember it being so funny. I think the same night you had another call where you told a guy that you were uh, you wanted to know if the cereals had like a specific... You remember some of those like kids cereals that had like toys inside them or whatever? Yeah. And you were asking the manager if they had toys inside them and you almost got him to put his hand <laughs> inside the cereal boxes. <laughs> but, the, but the biggest one that night was like some drug test prank (laughs) call. So, Uh, okay, you wrote about this in your book. mm -hmm. What do you want to say about that night? Because that's probably the craziest call you've ever done.
1: Yeah, and I did listen to it recently, and it is horrifying because of how, I guess, how naive we were and we didn't realize, because this was an early-ish show. We were only a few years into it, and this was the first call that really got out of hand. Um, And we didn't realize at the time, it it really didn't sink until years later, how convincing we are over the phone. Um, So kind of like I said earlier, I always kind of alluded to the person being like dumb or not paying attention or just really stressed out. But then listening to some back years later, I'm like, oh, this sounds like very convincing. So this girl's best friend sent in an idea. She was watching live said, you should call this girl my friend's best friend's dad she just took a drug test for her work and call and say she failed so i was like all right this is easy like the dad will get pissed we'll say it's a joke the end what could possibly happen so um you know what happens we call (laughs) call (laughs) and tell the guy i'm in new york and he is i don't know where the hell he is he's not in new york He is maybe in florida or somewhere nowhere near where where I'm at, that I'm at like the corporate headquarters and I have the test results from his daughter's drug test. He immediately gets so pissed that his daughter's work gave her a drug test without his permission because she's only 16. We didn't know any of this. That's a very valid reason to be pissed, but not what we were going for. So we break the news that she failed, And I believe we said marijuana. Um, I also might think we may have said heroin. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) because there was was a similar call we did um, that started like that, where we definitely said heroin. So I don't know if we reused that joke or if we just said marijuana. I, I, I think we said marijuana, but it's also possible we said heroin. But either way, this guy is so pissed. He hangs up the phone. We kind of call back. He hangs up the phone and he goes down to where the girl is working. His daughter is working. I don't I don't know what the hell kind of store it was or whatever, goes there and starts losing his mind on everybody that they gave her a drug test. Just, just and to be clear
0: just to be clear, like th- this is while you're doing your show. You you're doing yes. other calls. But right, so you between. learned about this part later.
1: Yes, because okay. the girl that is watching um is getting texts from the girl, like my dad just showed up at my work, he's pissed. So she's piecing it together and she's letting Joe know. Because we were, we were doing a call that it was probably the serial one that didn't start off that funny. And Joe is like losing his shit at the computer laughing. And he's like scribbling. Uh, Cause he would take the requests and print them out as they came in in real time. He was like scribbling stuff down and he's like holding stuff up. And we're like, look at him we don't know what he's talking about. So he finally explains like the dad from that other call is at the girl's work. We're like, Oh, so he causes a scene there. They call the police, the cops show up and ask him to leave. And he's freaking out that they <laughs> drug tested her without his permission, which I get, but, and they were like, we don't even have the results back yet. And they're like, well, the guy called from New York and they were like, no, like we don't have the results yet. So he takes the daughter, I believe they fired her or she quit or he made her quit one of those. She was no longer working that night and they go home. So now the best friend, we're telling her to like go over to the house to explain what's going on because we're like, there's no way he's going to answer. So we call back, I believe one more time in between and I told him that I was like, not okay with how he acted at the store. So he gets even more mad. So I told him I was gonna come down there and like come to his house. So then moments, like minutes later, he may, there was another call. A lot of people have blurted out their address, like, come on down to you know, blah, blah, blah and fight me. Um, so I don't know if he did that or I, we just said we knew where he lived. So we hung up the phone, spoofed our number to the number of his house phone and called his cell phone. So he gets a call from his house phone (laughs) and I tell him that I'm inside his house and he should come find me. And we thought it was just going to end there. And the girl uh, who requested this led us to believe that she was going to go over there. But then she was telling me like, no, like I'm not going over there. I'm not doing it. Why would you? So now this dude cocks a shotgun and is walking around his house trying to find me. So... We couldn't tell. At, and at this point, honestly, we couldn't tell if people were screwing with us because we knew at some point somebody was going to try and prank us and be a whole big thing. So he's like looking around. And then I asked if he checked the closet and he's like kicking doors in and like it's this loud thing. And I told him to check under the bed. And I'm thinking like he's going to end up like shooting his wife or his kid <laughs> or like something. And his poor daughter in the background has no idea what's happening. And I honestly don't know how it ends. <laughs> I think we just kind of hang up and end it like that because the cops showed up and it was the same cops that threw him out of the store. Oh my God. To his house and he's going to his house. Twice now. in one night. Yeah. Now this guy who called about the drug test is now in his house and like trying to find him. So if you're listening, don't do any of that because that breaks quite a few laws um, that we did. And I do believe they did find out that it was a joke but i have not like personally spoken to these people except the girl who requested the prank and i think the daughter emailed me a few years later asking if she could hear the call because her dad wanted to hear it and i was like nope oh no (laughs) no no one's hearing that that is being tucked away forever um god but that was a funny
0: it's, it's funny because I, I know that was not the exact incident here, but some people are like, hey, call my mom, call my dad, and they're like in the other room laughing and watching this while yes. mm-hmm. they're listening to their parents each chat on the phone. So it's like they have two yeah. versions of the audio, basically. <laughs> exactly. Which is kind of a funny way to put it. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to go through a couple more. This one has uh, 14 million views. This is the, it's called <sighs> Prank Call Gone Wrong. So basically... You call asking for... What was the guy's name? James. James. So you're calling asking for James. And for whatever reason, the person who picked up the phone, which happened to be James's mom, um, she go, she thought you were James.
1: And... Yes. The original concept was I was going to be Brandon and ask him out on a date. I was going to ask James out on a date and just make him very uncomfortable. And haha, that was going to be the end of it. So the mom answers... And it's a very weird call. Like the first time you listen to it, it sounds so weird. Um, And funny enough, this was not even a Friday night. This was just like a random live stream that some girl asked if I could do a favor for her. And I was like, sure. Um, So it was like her ex-boyfriend. And she's like, he broke up with me. So call him as Brendan. It would be so funny to be like, ha ha, gotcha. Um, So the mom was like, James, where are you? And then it clicks in my head that she thinks I'm James. Um, Then just... I end up telling her that I'm in the woods and I got high and I'm naked later on in the call and she's like losing her like screaming and losing her mind so then her sister gets on the phone or daughter James's sister and then I pretend I don't know what the hell's going on and then I just kind of hang out <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, like, didn't say it was is, a joke and I know you you've gone uh, in detail with this in your book this guy actually went to your high school. Yeah. So if I, if I have the story correct, people actually, you know, were giving him a hard time saying, hey, James, you know, I, I called your mom. I told her you're missing. Like, I kind gotta of think.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, he was getting picked on and I felt bad, but I, and I had no idea he went to the school. I, didn't, I honestly didn't even look at the area code and I should have because I, for a while we had a rule to not call 631 or 516 area code numbers because those were New York numbers and we didn't want to prank anybody near us we just didn't want to like mess with anybody near us um and I kind of broke that rule and I was doing a favor and um I didn't find out till a few weeks later when the girl was like like the girl came up to me in school and she was like, "Thanks for doing that," because it was kind of it was kind of over the summer. It was maybe like July or August, so it was like summer break. So I go into school I'm now like a senior in high school. And she's like, "Hey, it's me. Thank you so much for doing that for me." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit." And she's <laughs> like, "You know, a few." And it was it. I knew it was going to be a big video because at the time we were only getting a few hundred videos, a few, a few hundred views a week on our videos. This one we got three thousand views in a day. So I was like, oh, this one's going to be big. Um, and YouTube didn't feature it till maybe a few months later. But so the, so the kids in our school and I would hear people in the hallway, like I'd see him and he'd be walking. People would be like, James, your mom's looking for you. And like, I felt bad. Um, and like, he would not come near me. Like he was actually oh, friends with Joe and was like, your cousin better not come near me. Like he understood Joe was not there when it happened. Joe does not decide what calls are done. He just makes the list. I did this as a favor for somebody. Like, Gio had nothing to do with it, whatever. They're, they were friends for a while. he was, like, <laughs> was like, he's even cool with Kristen. He's just, cause they were not there, uh, but he does not like me and that's fine. So the full story, why this even happened to begin with, because I didn't find this out for years. I would get bits and pieces of the story for years. So I'll just tell you the full story. Um, James was out with his friends. They were all going to his friend's house and he didn't have a cell phone because he got to take it (laughs) away or something. (laughs) So, um, which probably doesn't make sense now. Like, why would you send somebody out without a cell phone? But back then that was pretty normal. If you're grounded, you get your phone taken away, you go back to your life without a phone if something happened to you, whatever. So he was supposed to be at a friend's house and he was gonna call the mom at a certain time to check in. He did not because he left, all the friends left and went to the beach. So minutes before this call happens, The mom's calling all of the friends, nobody's answering. She calls the house that they're supposed to be at and the mom answers and says like, oh no, all the kids left. Like they went to the beach or something. I don't even know where they went. He went out with uh, Ruby and Paige They were mentioned in the the call. Um, So he's not here. So the mom's like, well, have him call me. So as soon as she hangs up the phone was when I called. So it was like a very weird chain of events where the mom is expecting a call from James is pissed and now gets a phone call. Then I found out years later, James used to prank call people trying to sound like a girl selling Girl Scout cookies and prank calls his mom trying to sound like a girl, which also kind of sounds like Brandon. Uh, The Brandon character, so like, hi, is James there? Could also be a girl selling Girl Scout cookies, which he, again, we, we found out bits and pieces of the story over a course of years from like, People very close to him um including his mom when she yelled at me in person so um oh yeah so yeah so he gets home like he gets to the house and then they're like oh the mom your mom was looking for you so he comes home thinking like all right i'm gonna get yelled at for going to the beach and for not checking in and the mom allegedly beats the hell out of him <laughs>
0: just, oh no like
1: screaming at him smacking him flipping the hell out and james goes into his room and is like what the? Then the girl who set him up set him a link to the youtube video because it was already on youtube by the time he got home because i was like we need to get this up like right now and was like because he she messaged him like hey how's your night going he's like my mom just screamed at me i don't know what's going on she's like maybe this is why so now he's watching this call shows his mom um And I mean, he wasn't in trouble anymore, I guess, and got his phone back for whatever he did. So then, you know, finds out that I go to a school and it's starting to go viral. It's now like one of like the most watched prank call videos in all of existence. Um, And then uh, his mom also worked at the school. So I had to. um,
0: Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, Did teachers and principals know about this? like, like uh, yeah not the call but like just what you did in yeah because i
1: i would originally like hang up flyers and stuff for friday night <laughs> cranks like little flyers like <laughs> tune in tonight and a lot of teachers were like you can't be doing that and then some teachers were like yeah just put it on my little uh, you know whiteboard um so <laughs> some teachers were cool with it and the principal knew of it but the superintendent at the time was like the coolest dude ever because some people i i know who they were but uh, i don't feel like getting into who they were tried to write letters to the superintendent to stop me from graduating because of the prank calls. So then he went home because Friday Night Cranks was blocked through the school system. Like you couldn't go to the website um, or through YouTube. So he went home and watched the videos and called me into his office and was like laughing his ass off. He's like, (laughs) this is the funniest thing. I'm gonna show my kids. Then like a week later, he calls me into his office. He's like, my daughter's like your biggest fan. She loves it. So I like brought him some Hats and shirts. I was like, here you go. And like, extra credit. Yeah. Um, We had a lot of cops that watched the show too um, in New York uh, and I guess all over uh, in between police calls. They'd watch Friday Night Cranks and some cops would watch a call. Then somebody would hang up and call the police and they'd get the call that they just watched and they said they would just hang up. And um, a few cops have told me that to my face. They're like, yeah, when you did that one call, blah, 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 she called 911 to report you harassing her and like, I answered the call and was like, yeah, we'll look into it and just kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, oh man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's a, I think you've gotten this question a lot. Like how did you not get in trouble? And I guess the answer is you never did anything too extreme. It's funny cause there are a lot of people that do uh, or I don't know if they still do uh, prank calls online like you did for mm-hmm. such a long time there was one guy and I'll refrain from saying the details of his name or what he did. And you already know what I'm going to say. Yeah. This guy would call, um, you know, hotel rooms, uh, restaurants and would say, Hey, there's an invisible gas leak, something. Yeah. We need you to break all the windows and take off your clothes. And it's just eventually he got in trouble, but it's like,
1: and before he would hang up, he would say that he was me um oh he was, he, like, would you know,
0: he was you yeah
1: and i'm sure i remember because you were tweeting me about this i don't know if you remember um there was a live stream when we did friday night cranks that ended they actually hacked our live stream and told everybody like hey come watch our show like hey this that. is jared come watch our live stream and i had no idea until everybody was tweeting me like oh these guys are a little crazy like why did you say to watch them and i'm like i didn't and <laughs> maybe you DM'd me or somebody. They're like, no, on the stream, you came on and said like, go watch these people. And I'm like, that was not me. And I was like, oh no. So they would say like, I'm Jared from Friday Night Cranks. And um, cops actually did show up at my parents' house looking for me. And the FBI ended up getting involved because they were not from America and turned to all big thing. They caused like $400,000 worth of damage in a month uh, to different hotels There are news reports about that too. Yeah. 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 Well, what's Um,
0: crazy is um, there was like a, a live webcam. I don't know where this is, but he convinced a, an elderly guy that he was going to film a commercial and that, you know, for doing the commercial, he would get an iPad, which I don't know how desperate you have to be for this, but right, uh, he actually went to the coffee shop where the webcam is facing and he said, hey, yeah, that's the car right there. Break the window. That's the commercial. And he went, He was actually hitting the window. Did, did Have you ever seen this? No. Oh, no. Yeah, he actually basically he was attempting to break it and the owner walked out and got all upset. Yeah. Uh it was insane. It, they actually showed the aftermath where mm-hmm. they found out they were using the webcam as a recording mm-hmm. prop and the owner of the shop just flipped off the camera and was pretty upset about yeah. it. So
1: Yeah, yeah they also ins- convinced somebody to like drive their car through a KFC.
0: Oh, they did like no. the gas
1: leak and all the people in the store thought like there's a huge gas leak and they said like if you break the windows like Oof. a gas leak will come in it'll be fine. So the girl was like, should I just drive my car through? And they're like, yeah. And like, she did. And like, they were telling, so they would actually wait till the cops got on the phone and then tell the cops that it was me. <laughs> just like, oh, it's just a prank call. It's Friday Night Kranks. So the cops not knowing any better, of course, would go to the website and be like, there's the dude. <laughs> like That's Jared, Friday Night Kranks. So it's Friday night, hell we got him. And then I finally said like, I have all of the shows so I'm going to send you all of the live shows in the past like six months. So you'll see all of the calls we did. I'll send you like my call history from Skype. Like we didn't do any of these calls. And then they left me alone after that, after I sent all of that over. And then I had to reach out to them again when I found who the dude was. I'm like, oh, this is him. Here you go. And they're like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> did you ever that, interact with that guy personally? Like asking why he did that or?
1: No, he, I don't know if it was him. He. There were a lot of people in like, his little squad of prank people there's maybe like eight or nine different people a few of them would reach out to me over the years like hey would you, would you want to come in and like do some pranks i'm like no and they're like oh well you suck i'm like okay well easy um i just didn't like what they were doing um so then i guess they decided like oh we'll mess with him this will be funny we'll like ruin his life and it obviously backfired which is good um yeah it's pretty crazy there was like a whole, I think there's a website, I don't know if it's still around, I'll look it up. It's called like the smoking gun. So if you look up that channel name and then the smoking gun, um, there's like a whole article about how they found him. Um,
0: Oh, okay. I think I have seen that.
1: And it's pretty crazy. Like they were, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Um, Uh, They they were tracking down like um, his uh, like PayPal account or like they contacted somebody that sent him money and like they were able to like figure out where he was and he was like in his mom's house somewhere like in Canada, and like they got him.
0: Oh man. <laughs> it's like
1: so weird.
0: Uh a couple other things I did want to ask you. Um, so you incorporated this phrase 12 minus six cloud into your calls, yes. which am, am I allowed to say what it means? Because cause you did tell you had like a little uh event where you actually got to interact with some of your fans. Someone actually asked you that and someone else filmed the answer. Hmm. do you want what do you want to say about that i guess that's yours to answer not for me but i think a lot of people
1: should know okay i i don't i honestly don't remember what i said so what did i say
0: you you just you were, you guys were recapping how um you called a, a pizza place and you would you would use a phrase 12 minus 6 cloud and you guys joked about how it, it, cloud was a bleach at one point and then in the end you just said it means absolutely nothing
1: yeah that is correct um <laughs> So it got it got like very out of hand because it was something we would tell people to like say stuff in the chat that we should say on the call. Somebody was like, just ask them like what twelve minus six is. We're like, okay, So we did. And there were a few calls where we did where we like we would wait till the person was like really pissed at us. and we would just ask randomly. And um, this one guy, like one one of the earliest times, I called a guy asking if you want to subscribe to a magazine and um he um I said that you get one magazine a week for the for a year so that's 52 weeks and I said it so I wasn't thinking but he got very offended by that and thought like I thought he was stupid he's like I can count dropping f-bombs I think he <laughs> said the n word at one point like it got very out of hand um so then I randomly just asked him like 12 minus six and he's like 12 minus, 12 minus six is what? What are you even talking about? I'm like, 12 minus six is like, at six. I'm like, all right, so you can count. And then he like lost <laughs> his mind. <laughs> so that was kind of like one of the first times. And then the cloud, I don't know how that got in there, but that the whole thing, it just, we're building on it. Like, all right, we can confuse people saying 12 minus six, and then we'll say 12 minus six cloud. And then we'll say 12 minus six cloud, yes or no. And now make it a yes or no question which makes less sense so then people were trying to figure out what it meant so then if you go to like if you google it there's like a yahoo answers of like this in depth thing of what people thought it meant and then somebody made a website I remember those. like 12 minutes six cloud where it was like a message board where people would put what they thought it meant and just got so out of hand i'm like no we can't say it means nothing because people put way too much time into this Um, and it's so funny because now we're kind of pranking everybody who's watching the show and I mean 12 minus 6 cloud it doesn't mean anything so the fact that people think it means something is kind of funny so uh, you know what's funny you
0: called uh, someone sent in a request to call their friend who was trying to uh, apply for Cornell University and you were claiming to be the dean and then you said, okay, the math is very important here. We need you to do a, a math um, uh, uh, equation for us over the phone. And you just said 12 minus six cloud. And she goes, I'm guessing cloud is my variable. And I just burst out laughing when <laughs> she said that. And she actually got it right. She, she actually did say my answer is nothing. So yeah. you did get that right. You know, what's funny. And, um, oh, shit. What was I going to say? Um Damn it. Oh man, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, what were you just telling me a minute ago?
1: Oh my, it's the cloud. Uh, the message oh, board, oh, people posting say. Yahoo answers.
0: So I am a huge Final Fantasy fan. And the main character of. Have you ever played Final Fantasy?
1: Very briefly.
0: Okay. But there's so, a
1: character cloud, yeah.
0: Yeah, the main character of Final Fantasy 7 Final Fantasy 7 is like the biggest Final Fantasy right. of the franchise. Yeah. And the main character's name is Cloud. Like they have made a remake of this game. They even have a, <laughs> a movie sequel to it. So it's a pretty big deal. And the main character's name is Cloud. People thought twelve minus six Cloud was in relation to Cloud from Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven, which I thought was just great as a, as a big fan of of the series.
1: That's funny. Yeah.
0: Oh man. <laughs> um, so I, I man, you got to come back and we got to do this some other. I was going to ask you some other things not related to Friday Night Cranks, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. the whole ended up being just about fnc um what was your like biggest takeaway doing that whole show
1: um i mean i think the biggest takeaway was like one it, it was cool to see how like you can actually build an audience online from like nothing and um just slowly build it up over years and just how live streaming It's like finally catching on over the past few years, but for years, it was like uh, this thing that no one really knew about or knew how to do and is like watching that become more accessible and then just seeing like technology improve is cool. And then just also uh, just the comedy aspect of it of how you could just be sitting in a basement, talking to a webcam and have a few people over the phone and then just like entertain, excuse me, like hundreds of thousands of people is like terrifying but like also kind of cool um because for years we were just looking at numbers like oh this you know we had 100 people watching and then for a while we were having 25 30 thousand concurrent viewers watching Friday Night Cranks like at once uh when we were alive which is like like madison square garden type of <laughs> like shows um so that was weird just seeing like oh if we got all these people in the same room it would be crazy and then just seeing kind of how we talked about earlier how um It's still impressive numbers now, but nowadays like that's pretty normal. Um, So just to see how many more people have been embracing YouTube and streaming and um, content in general online, like just how many billions of people are just consuming stuff. Back in the day it was a big deal when we had people watching from like the UK or New Zealand and it was live. Um, But now that's like pretty normal for people to have audiences like outside of America. But at the time we're like, you mean people watch us from Japan? Like that's weird. (laughs) people are staying up to four in the morning in the uk to watch us i don't get that but people thought it was funny
0: well people you know when I, I mentioned you know during quarantine i went back and watched some of these i'm gonna probably watch some of them later too uh just from talking to you but people in the comment section said hey you know it's 2017 and this is still funny 2018 2019 2020 yeah. like people are pretty crazy about it in the comments which is cool to see yeah um, i think oh go mm-hmm. ahead
1: and I think, I guess, another takeaway is, like, in a nice way, like, I love um, the fact that we've had so many people watch and so many people, especially like you, that have sent in, like, so many, like, ideas <laughs> that have just been, like, knocked out of the park. Um, the
0: Professor O'Connor was my favorite.
1: <laughs> yeah. And i like, calling Barbara and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just all of that stuff uh, it was just so funny. But how a majority of the audience would always be, like, a year or two behind in terms of, like the calls so when we first started posting a majority of the comments were like wow you guys suck like this is not funny we a video of ours got uploaded to Ebon's world and we got ripped apart like thousands of oh, comments i remember that like, it was horrible i felt so bad about myself for like weeks and then kristen was like how the video do i'm like oh it's doing great And she's like can i see like now like don't leave because i think she had a computer but she, like she didn't really know how to spell like ebums world she was 10 and just like just didn't really understand how to find stuff at the time so like now uh, so then a year or two into the show we would get comments like oh, your calls were so much funnier when you first started and like okay and then years later people would be like oh, i wish you did more old school calls like you know like you did back in like 2009 and i'm like what and then I, the first show we had stew on Everybody seemed to hate him. Everybody was like, who is this guy? He's not funny. Maybe it was just a rough night for him. Um, You know, he's not funny. And we, like, loved him. So we were like, we're going to keep having him on. And then years later, people were like, you know, as those calls were being posted, like, the show was so much funnier without Stu. This is ridiculous. And now, then there was like a, a, a while where he didn't do the show, just like a few weeks and people were like, you need to go back doing the old school videos to when Stu was doing I'm like, you guys are never happy with like what's going on. So now (laughs) when we were ending the show, um, everybody was like, you know, the calls were so much funnier. Now people are like, bring the show back. This was funny. I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about? And even when we did the hidden camera series, um, people hated it when we started doing, they're like, just stick to prank calls. These aren't funny. And now all the comments are like, this is amazing. I'm like, well, that would have been great to hear when we were pitching to Comedy Central to do a whole show based around hidden camera pranks and all the comments were like, this sucks.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's insane.
1: Yeah, they didn't, they wanted to do it. They just wanted to fake it, which is no thank you. But um, it's just so funny how everyone seems to be like a year or two behind. Um, And even with the late night web show, like it was a very rough, I mean, we could talk about that. (laughs) Now, next time, another time, whenever, uh, Yeah. very rough start. Uh, for a lot of reasons, but everybody was like, oh, this sucks, but the comments now were like, this show's kind of funny. I wish she was still doing this. I'm like, where was that energy? And then, (laughs) like... I think, let me just say
0: this. Like, I I thought it was funny. Um, Mm -hmm. Not as funny as Friday Night Cranks, I'll be honest. I think it's just so hard watching people who loved what you did before watch you stop doing that and then do something else. I think that's a big Mm -hmm. part of it.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, and a lot of it was like, what I wanted to show... Um, how much technology has improved and then also like what we could do with live streaming that like nobody's doing like all of our cameras were wireless <laughs> like we had like a pretty sick studio setup like we had a whole set belt we had like um a whole tech room with like all this stuff we had um just a lot of stuff and to pull it off live was maybe not the best idea um i think it would have worked a lot better as like pre-recorded segments mixed in with like live Um, but yeah, a lot of the comments on it now is somebody like, this show is actually kind of funny. So then I'll search their username and the comment, if they have another comment from like two years ago, like, oh, this sucks. I'm like, but dude, no, like I get you thought it sucked, but maybe, maybe you came around. But like, God, but, um, but for a while it was just trying to find the, a balance between creative tech and, um, live streaming. That was exciting. And that was very exciting to me for a while. And then that was not in (laughs) that That's like all another book, is the uh, the late night web show venue that I owned for two years. Um, that's a whole whole other ball of a uh, disaster, but also funny and weirdness. Um, but really, it wasn't until recently, like I would get excited about certain ideas, like oh, like I could upload videos of me reacting to old Friday night Krings videos. That would be funny. Then I have like this other idea, like oh, I could also do this, I could also do that. And then finally, like it just clicked literally last night. I like woke my wife up at like one in the morning. I was like, hey, so like, here's this idea. It's like all of these ideas that I just like blurted it out. And she's like, that's awesome. (laughs) Like, I know. (laughs) So like all day, I've just been like plotting out ideas. Um, And like I said, it is Friday Cranks related, but it's, um, we'll just have to see what it turns into. But it's like very exciting. And like, for the first time, I'm like, this is going to be fun to do like a live show. And like,
0: I don't know if you can answer this, but can you say approximately when we can expect that?
1: I don't know. TBD. Um, yeah, DVD. It's still uh, very early, like, fleshing out I- ideas. But if you enjoyed the tech aspect of the late night web show and thought, like, some of it was okay, but loved Friday night Cranks, it's going to be, like, not a mesh, but just, like, it's going to be something. But actually, I actually was look- Googling today different channels, like, different prank channels and different live streams just to see if anybody's doing anything remotely similar. And there's not, I think the kind of, the prank community has kind of died down sadly. Um, But it should be pretty interesting to see what happens. Um, Because I've had a lot of ideas over the years, especially with like in-camera ideas and other stuff where I was like, oh, I wish we did that, where um, I may not be doing it, but it'll just be like a pretty interesting concept. (laughs) <laughs> awesome and, well, I, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it, especially people who watch Friday Night for fears, and then people who have never heard of Friday cranks would see what's going on and be like, oh, this is kind of cool. Hopefully. Or they might be like, this sucks, but whatever. <laughs> Seems like that's always what I read.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. And yeah, well, you'll have to come back again sometime, man. Uh this is a lot of, of fun, man. Uh <laughs> it's always it's always a good time talking to you. Um, so we'll do this again. <laughs> Before we go, um what social media do you have? I know you got your podcast. How can people listen sure. to your podcast? How can people interact with you or follow you on social media?
1: Yeah, so th- I guess the best way to find me would be at McMullen Jared on Twitter or just Google Jared Friday Cranks. That's probably easier than trying to spell McMullen. Um, and then I'm at Jared J. McMullen on Instagram. Uh, I guess just follow me anywhere on social media. I have a podcast called the Jared McMullen Podcast. Um, that'll be changing up as well to go with like this new Kind of concept. So just follow me somewhere because um may hope I hope to God sometime in 2021 I can't like I went from n- not wanting to do any live streaming to like I hope to God we could pull this off in 2021. Um so I'm getting very excited about it. So we'll see. Uh so just follow me because uh it's gonna be one of those things where it's just gonna be announced and we're just gonna try it and see what happens.
0: <laughs> right. Sounds good, man. Jared McMullen, uh, crazy guy all around. Uh, formerly with Friday Night Cranks and Late Night Web Show. Jared, thank you so much for coming on, man.
1: <laughs> thank you. This was fun.
0: All right, take care, man.
1: <laughs> all right, thanks.
0: <laughs> oh man, that was that was a lot of fun, Jared McMullen. Uh, that was great. That was a lot of fun. I I, I love talking to Jared. Uh, never had him on a podcast before and uh I'll tell you what man he he's a very interesting guy. he's always got uh the most interesting stories uh when it comes to friday night Friday night cranks or just his life in general uh he's always had some very interesting things happen like if there's any i'm sure you you guys all know somebody out there, whether they're your friend or just someone you know of there's always someone out there that has just such a weird life to the point where they have like some of the funniest stories to tell about some of the happenings that they've had happen to them uh jared's one of them jared's one of them for sure he's a pretty cool dude so uh a lot of fun talking to jared i'm sure we're gonna have him on uh in a few months and we'll see uh what he's got going on with some of his projects and hopefully we can talk about that and some more things that we didn't get to touch on Uh, Here on the podcast So check out Jared's podcast The Jared McMullen Show And uh, check out his work over at YouTube Friday Night Cranks Trust me If you guys need some laughs man Go through that YouTube page Uh, Just trust me on that Uh, Have a little bit of an open mind When you go into that YouTube page But they're funny Trust me You'll have a good time listening to that Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of FarzCast Big thanks to you guys for listening. Stay safe. We will be back next week for another episode. Take care.